Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I want to direct your attention today. We're going to the book of Luke chapter 11. The book of Luke chapter 11. And uh, verse number one, Luke 11 and one. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As it is in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend And shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh Findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then be an evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? This morning I want to just minister on this topic with you, prevailing prayer. Prevailing prayer. Say that with me. Prevailing prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We're thanking you, Lord Jesus, for where, Lord Jesus, you have brought us to at this point. God, we are on a journey with you. Sometimes the journey, Lord Jesus, is is exciting, and sometimes, oh God, it's quiet, and sometimes we feel that we're victorious, and sometimes we feel, oh God, that the enemy is attacking on every front. But the thing that is consistent is you, oh Lord. You have taught us, oh God, from your word that you are always faithful. You're a faithful God. Lord, and you are looking for consistent and faithful people. Lord, today we believe, God, that your word teaches us how to communicate with you. 
Lord, help us today in this topic. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated. They tell us that the gravitational energy of the whole earth is estimated to amount to only a millionth, a millionth of a horsepower. A toy magnet in the hands of a child can be thousands times stronger. But what gravity lacks in brawn, it makes up in tenacity. It reaches, its reach is limitless, shaping and governing the universe across the unimaginable chasm of space. Its frail attraction keeps the moon orbiting around the earth. Planets revolve around the sun and the sun along with billion other stars rotating around the center of our galaxy like a cosmic pinwheel. This small little thing called gravity. But the thing about gravity is that gravity is consistent. Gravity is persistent. It doesn't stop. It just keeps on being gravity. Nothing is quite as powerful as persistence. Our daily diligent tenacity in living for God is a powerful thing. American writer and publisher Albert Hubbard said, a little more persistence, a little more effort, and what seemed hopeless failure may turn into glorious success. Amen. If passion is the fuel of success, if passion is the fuel of living for God, then persistence must be its vehicle. <coughs> Nothing ever happens in life without persistence. I know that a person recently won the Powerball and had evidently a, a lot of money given to them, but in reality, the vast majority of people are never going to have their ship come in. Uh, Ed McMahon's uh, uh, sweepstake uh, is not coming your way. The Reader's Digest sweepstake is not coming your way. Your ship is not coming in unless you work for it. Nothing happens in life unless you are persistent, resolute, determined. Amen. There is something to be said for the child of God that has a little grit in their life, that has a little bit of determination, that at the first little sign of, of, of chaos or the first little sign of a, of a problem or an issue, they're not throwing up their hands and saying, well, I guess I quit. Amen. The Hebrews says in 10 and 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold it fast. Let us be steadfast. Amen. In our faith. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, it says, therefore, my Beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want you to know this is the declaration of every faithful child of God. I must be steadfast. I must be firm, unmovable. That means persistent. Always abounding means I got to keep it going. The Bible tells us in our text, it says, he that 
asketh, continue to ask. He that seeketh, continue to seek. He that knocketh means continue to knock. Hallelujah. It's not a one-time proposition that I just simply ask and then I quit. Or I seek and then I quit. Amen. I'm telling you today, God is looking not for the Johnny come lately or the one that shines like a star or runs quickly for a moment. He's looking for the steady. He's looking for the diligent. He's looking for the steadfast. Hebrews 3 and 14 says, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Starting is important. You got to start. But I think sometimes we put so much emphasis on starting that we forget to put emphasis on finishing. Somebody say, I got to finish. Hallelujah. Many start the race, but it's not everyone who finishes. It's in, in the race. It's not the swiftest. It's not the one, as the song says, that shines for the day, but it is the one that endures. It is the faithful. It is the consistent. It is the diligent. It's the steadfast. It's the steady. Steady isn't glamorous. Persistent isn't pretty. Sometimes it's just getting up every morning and saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. While we look for stars and superstars, God's looking for the super steady. While we admire the famous, God is looking for the faithful. Amen. While we admire those that seem to be, uh, I've watched it over the years, there'll be a, some kind of preacher that looks like he's so great and, and it'd be wonderful and everybody say, woo, look at that. And then all of a sudden you don't know where he's at. Amen. Give me a steady person. Give me somebody that's faithful. That's what God is looking for. It's not the one that shouts the loudest, but it's the one that never stops shouting. Persistence. Persistence is the process of continuing steadfastly, firmly, in a purpose or a course of action. I want to talk to you today about the power of persistence when it comes to prayer. Nothing happens in the kingdom unless and until we pray. Samuel Chadwick said that prayer is the acid test of devotion. Prayer is the acid test of devotion. John Piper said one of the greatest uses of Twitter and Facebook will prove that at the last day that prayerlessness was not for the lack of time. Y'all going to preach with me this morning or we just going to be quiet? A.J. Gordon says you can do more than prayer after you have prayed, but you can never do more than pray until you have prayed. Hallelujah. Corey Tin Boone said when a Christian shuns faithfulness with other Christians, the devil smiles. When he stops studying the Bible, the devil laughs. When he stops praying, the devil shouts for joy. The devil smiles when we make plans. He laughs when we get too busy, but he begins to tremble, she said, when we start praying. Amen. I want to tell you... That 
you, you're tired of the devil steamrolling over you. It's not necessarily that one prayer meeting is going to do it, but it might be two, three, four, five, six, ten, or a hundred. But the, the answer to prevailing prayer is persistence. Prayer is how you communicate with the king. Amen. We can wonder why this is happening or not happening, but prayer is the answer. Prayer is how God communicates with his kingdom. It is God's way of revealing man's assignment on earth. I want to tell you, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, amen, from man. You can get all the input you can from man. What am I supposed to be doing? But it's when you go to prayer. It's when you fall on your face to God and say, God, what do you say? What do you say? Prayer is a principle that must be paramount in our life. God called his temple the house of prayer. God is a prayer answering God. We must be praying people if we want a prayer answering God. True prayer, real prayer is based on the faith that God's word is true and it will produce results. The difficulty is is that we pray for a moment or we pray for a month or we pray for a while but God is wanting us to have prevailing prayer. For prevailing prayer will build intimacy with you and God. Prevailing prayer will reveal his purpose and will in your life. Prevailing prayer will bring honor and glory to his name and not to your person. Prevailing prayer enables you to believe that his word is true. It shows us our kingdom assignment. It brings direction. And we discover his promises by prayer. Prayer. Prayer is a dynamic function that we tend to turn off and on when we've got a problem or when we've got an issue or when we've got a situation. But what the Lord is looking for us to do is pray continually, faithfully, consistent. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've watched it over the years as a pastor watching as people get into crisis and all of a sudden are getting into a warfare and all of a sudden prayer becomes important and they cry out and they cry out. Could it be the Lord is wanting us to do that in a crisis? But what leads us to that place is that we've been praying all along in relationship with the Lord so that when the crisis comes, it's not about intercession then because we've already interceded before it ever happened. Amen. Years ago, there was an accident that happened on the job where my, my dad worked and somebody was hurt and, and there was a black brother that went uh, that worked on that job that was known to be a praying man and so they ran to him and called him and said would you start praying and he said I don't have to I prayed before I came to work I prayed before I came to work amen we are wanting God to be our microwave answer we want God to show up at the instant but I want to tell you he shows up through the prevailing persistent prayer of God's people. I don't know about you. I want my prayer to be prevailing. Prayer is the expression of man maintaining his unity with the Holy Spirit. If you've got confusion in your world, pray. If you've got conflict in your world, pray. If you've got calm in your world, pray. Whatever it is, pray. 
Prayer is how the invisible part of man, his spirit, his soul, begins to communicate with the invisible God that we cannot see. Prayer is how man comes into agreement with what God is saying. We want to make prayer our little personal, little, you know, uh, little request box. Well, prayer to be, you know, this is about me. And God is wanting us to understand that prayer is about him. Prayer is how the whole man comes into agreement with the will, the mind, and the purpose of God. Prayer gives heaven the legal right to interfere in the affairs of your life. Amen. Prayer is your legal access to the spirit world. Amen. God gave man the authority in this earth and we cannot relinquish that by not praying for when we pray we begin to reach into the heavenlies and pull that authority into action. Let me give a scripture to back up what I say. Matthew 18 and 19. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. I've come to preach to somebody right now that there's confusion in your world. There's issues in the world. Amen. What about going back to prayer? Amen. What about going back to prayer? What about giving all your needs to the Lord? What about saying to God, God, you're the answer. Hallelujah. How many of you really wish your prayer life was better? Can I see your hand? I just wanted to see who I was preaching to today. Too many people think the concept of prayer is about getting God to do what you want. Let me say that again. Too many people think that prayer is about getting God to do what you want. Prayer is not about convincing God to do our will. But rather, prayer gives God access to do his will in our life. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. I don't know that you caught it. Prayer is giving God access to do his will in our life. Prayer is calling on God to do what he has already purposed, what he already wants. Amen. That's why he is a gentleman and he's not going to force his way on your life. He's not going to come and push the Holy Spirit on you. He's not going to come and push faithfulness on you. He's not going to come and push ministry on you. He's not going to come and push on you the purpose in your life, but he's already got it planned out. And as he has it planned out, the only way to bring it to fruition, the only way to bring it into a life is to pray it in. Oh God, what is your will for me today? Lord, what is your will for my life? Some of you think that you're facing situation that was not your destiny, but I want to tell you God knew where you were before you ever got to where you are. Amen. And he wants you to understand no matter what your past was, no matter what your past was, that he can take it and move it into your destiny. Jeremiah 33, thus saith the Lord, verse 2, thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me and I will answer thee. 
Call unto me, and I will answer thee. Hallelujah. Got your Bible open? If you got a Bible like this, why don't you just mark it in your book? If you've got an app, why don't you mark it in your app? Call unto me, and I will answer. Say it. Call unto me, and I will answer. Hallelujah. Your prayer is not futile. Your prayer is not empty. It's just got to be persistent. Amen. Prayer's not like operating a microwave dinner. I'm going to push a few buttons, and here I have a... What's a famous chef? I'm trying to think of a famous chef. (laughs) Chef already is famous, but he's not good. Paula, what? What's her name? Paula, what? Ah, just two or three minutes. I stick this TV microwave dinner in there, and uh, you know it's hamburger helper and our, our our hungry man's hippo or whatever it is. And you stick it in there and press a few buttons, and and you've got this this processed junk that's there. And when it comes out, it's a Paula Dean meal. That's kind of the way we think about prayer. We think I'm going to push a few buttons and God, you're going to move everything because that's what I want. Hallelujah. But prayer is getting on our face and saying, God, what's your will in my life? What's your will in my life? I want your will to be manifested in my life. Amen. You'll notice that Jesus shows us that throughout his uh, uh, ministry on this earth. When he began to pray, he was praying, Father, thy will. Father, thy will. Amen. This is something that we ought to begin to pray today. Father, thy I will, whatever you want with me. Oh God, I realize that I don't have a clue of where I'm going tomorrow. But Lord, you do. Lord, you do. Call on the Lord and I will answer thee. And then he says, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hallelujah. If you go into my office and look on my printer, you will find a yellow post-it note that has Jeremiah 33 and 3. Amen. On there, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. It's in the handwriting of my father. My father wrote it down and underneath of it he says revival in the church. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that we need to claim the fact that we can call on the Lord and he will answer. He'll show us great and mighty things. Hallelujah. The Lord already knows your purpose. Prayer is how the purpose is released in your life. The Lord already knows your purpose. The Lord already has your provision. Prayer is how provision is released. The Lord already has your protection. Prayer is how protection is released. The Lord has your healing. But prayer is how that is released. He has your deliverance, your power, your wisdom that you need, your confidence that you need. Amen. But it is released by the power of prayer. Jeremiah 4 and 3 says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss that you may consume it on your own lust. What is he saying? He said, If you're asking for yourself, it's all about you, it's all about what you feel, what you want. He said, you're asking amiss. You're asking amiss. Would to God that the first thing we would say when we go into the Lord is, God, what do you want? Lord, what do you want in my life? Hallelujah. I got one that's right from this side over here. Let me say it again. The thing we ought to, I know what I'm plowing on today. 
I'm plowing some stuff here in the spirit world today. I understand that. But I want to tell you, if you want the things of God in your life, it's to ask the Lord, Lord, what you want in my life today? Lord, what do you want in my life today? Hallelujah. Can you say that? Lord, what do you want in my life today? We often become frustrated with our prayer life simply because we're praying amiss. We're wasting time, wasting God's time. But when you begin to realize that prayer is about aligning yourself with the will of God and knowing the will of God in your life, then he has all these promises, all these blessings that are in the invisible that prayer brings them into the visible. But there are some components of prayer that we must have in our life And the one that our story brings to us is persistence, tenacity. Prayer must be more than emotion-based. Prayer must be more than emotion-based. Prayer must be more than me just speaking in tongues because I've learned how to speak in tongues. Prayer must be persistently pursuing the presence and the power of God. Jesus said, which of you have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. And he said, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Then Jesus said, ask, ask, seek, knock. Ask wasn't the only thing. Seeking wasn't the only thing, but it required knocking. Hallelujah. It requires action. Prayer isn't just talking. It's action. It's putting legs to what God is saying to us. Importunity is shameless persistence, demanding, requesting, staying at it. Persistence in prayer is prevailing in prayer. Job looked at the Lord as he wrestled the angel of the Lord and he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. Persistent confronts barriers in our life. Persistent prayer confronts barriers in our life. Amen. It is the key to our breakthrough. So we pray, and then we pray, and then we pray, and then we pray again. We don't stop. We keep believing, and we keep asking. Hallelujah. We are wanting God to move on a dime, and sometimes he does. But I want to say this. He does it because there is somebody that says, I've stayed at it with the Lord. Andrew Murray in his book, The Ministry of Intercession, said this, there are various elements of importunity. The most important is perseverance, beginning with the refusal to at once accept denial. Importunity grows to the determination to persevere, to spare no time, no trouble, until the answer comes. 
Perseverance can be quiet and restful at one time, passionate and bold at another, he says. It, it, it can take time and be patient and then calm at once with its desires. No matter what its form, it always means and knows that God hears prayer and it will be heard. Hallelujah. Prevailing prayer will get you into the presence of God. It will, it will open the door of the heavenlies so that God will move in your life. James chapter 5 and verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing song. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil and the name of the Lord. You know why that we offer uh, for you to come forward to prayer is this verse of scripture. Come forward and let us anoint you and watch God do the work. It's not the preachers. It's not the elders. It's God. But we have to obey. I said, we have to obey. And verse 15 says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. And it, and it says that familiar phrase, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Amen. But it is the effectual fervent prayer that avails. The prevailing prayer doesn't happen with a little bit of namby-pamby. Thank you, Jesus, every now and then. But it's getting per 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 persistent. It's being faithful. Even when you don't feel like it, you pray. Even when you don't think you see an answer, you pray. We're, we're, we're easy to pray in response to emotion. We're easy. Emotions will thrust us into prayer, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we have to generate the passion when we don't even have it. The effectual. Somebody say work. That's what that means. The effectual. Work. Prayers work. That's why a lot of us don't like it. Prayer is work. It's effort. It's put forth in the effort. That's what effectual means. Be efficient, active. Mr. Vine says effectual prayer is in-working prayer. That is the effect produced in the praying man, bringing him in line with the will of God. Prayer is working in your life more than what you're saying. Do you hear me today? Prayer is working more than what you're saying. Hallelujah. And then he says fervent. That word means heat, zeal, ardor, passion. Amen. Giving it all you've got. Effectual fervent. The function of passionate prayer. The work of passionate prayer. How engaged are we with prayer? What is it that we've done to make sure that our prayer is on a track of 
persistence and faithfulness. Amen. I want to tell you, you may get emotionally charged and run to the prayer room one Sunday. You may get emotionally charged and run to the prayer room on a couple Sundays. But I want to say the ones that are moving in God are those that are persistently and consistently, whether they feel it or not, are moving into prayer. Hallelujah. If we want God to move in NPC, we've got to rock our prayer. We've got to have passion in our prayer. There's got to be fervency in our prayer. Well, pastor, I'm, I just like to pray silently. That's good. Pray silently. But give me, give, me, give me time to show you some word, and then you think about praying silently. The psalmist said 54 and 2, Hear my prayer, O God, and give ear to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Not out of my mind, but out of your mouth. You know what? When you're praying with your mind, your mind can go in a gazillion directions. But when you're praying with your mouth, it is engaging one direction. Your mind can chase rabbits and it can go here and there. But when you begin to pray, Lord, you're thinking, Lord, I, 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 I want you to know that I love you today. Amen. That's why it's important to get it just not just in your mind, but in your mouth. Woo! I'm talking about prevailing prayer. The psalmist said in five and one, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to think. But hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. Most of you know Brother Mark Stumbo. Uh, he was my roommate in Bible college. And I'd wake up 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and I'd hear something going, Oh, God, Lord, God. And it'd be Mark laid across his bed praying. I'd find him in the laundry room where he had fallen asleep praying. Oh, God, I want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear my voice. Hear my voice, Lord. I want to I put into words what my need is. I want to put in words what I'm, what I'm wanting to say to you. I want to put into words, hallelujah, for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth. Availeth. It is from the Greek word availeth, which means forceful, strength, and power to have a strong body, to be robust, to be in sound health is what it means. It means to have power, to wield power, to have strength, to overcome, to be a force. Amen. To be serviceable, to be able, can do. Amen. Somebody needs to pick up a prayer life that you've been languishing for a few days and you need to pick it back up and realize I got it, I got it. Amen. That if I'll just keep praying, if I'll open my mouth, if I'll have a plan to seek the Lord. Praise be to God. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <sighs> Why pray? God said to. 
Why pray? God said he'd answer. In John 14, 13, uh, it says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, that means according to his will, according to his character, according to his plan, according to what he wants, he said, I'll do it. The reason sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers is because he's, we're not in tune with his will. Not just because I say in the name of Jesus, but I say in the name of his will, his character, his integrity, I say it. Luke 11 and 9, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19. Again, I say unto you, if you two of you will agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Praise God, man. I was out of sweat rags in my office. Pardon me. Lord, I love you today. Lord, I love you today. In this scripture, Matthew 18 and verse 19, it's got a parallel in Matthew chapter 16. Let me just tell you a quick story. I'm not going to give names, at, at least to save the, the innocent. Bishop Walls was on a missionary journey with a particular young preacher who was a dynamic, still is a dynamic young preacher. And so Bishop in Africa calls Sister Walls and talking to Sister Walls is years ago. And, uh, and so this young preacher says, Ask Sister Walls, he's going to preach, his, getting ready to preach. And he says, ask Sister Walls to agree with me. You know, whatever you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, you know, we're binding together. We're in agreement. And, and he says, and Bishop takes the phone and covers it up and looks back at him in the back seat and says, do you even know what that verse means? Don't you love Bishop? Do you even know what that verse means? If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask, it shall be done for them. You see, there's two places that that scripture is given. One is in Matthew chapter 16, and one is in Matthew chapter 18. One speaks about relationships. That's what Bishop was talking about. If two of you agree as touching anything, the Lord said, I'll do it. He's talking about if you have a problem in your relationship, and if you'll just agree, if you'll get together, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done. As long as you're not agreeing, you might as well shut your mouth. Oh, hallelujah. There's a lot of times we're, we're trying to pray, and the Lord said, I just want you to get together. Lord have mercy. Man, y'all are quiet today. I don't know what this is. <clears throat> but God said he'd answer if we'd agree. John 15 and 7, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Somebody say amen. Micah 7 and 7, therefore I will look unto the Lord and will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. My God will hear me. Hallelujah. Quit saying, I don't know if the Lord's hearing me. Yes, let the Lord know. God, you're going to hear me. Lord, you're going to hear me. In Matthew 21 and 22, in all things whatsoever 
whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. God will hear me. First John 3 and 22. And whatsoever ye ask, ye receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Hallelujah. Again, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and you. The prevailing prayer is based on your perseverance. Stay at it. Well, I, I, you know, my prayer life is just not as good as it ought to be. Just stay at it. Stay at it. Sometimes I go to prayer and it rocks my world. Sometimes I go to prayer and I feel nothing. Pray. Pray. Stand with me, please. Pray. Pray. Pray, pray, Lord Jesus. Jesus, our Father which art in heaven, the King of glory, the one and true and living God, you're in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, what's your will? What's your kingdom will for me? What's your kingdom will for me? Come on, say that. Lord, what is your kingdom will for me? What is your kingdom will for me? Hallelujah. Are you willing to just simply say, Lord, I'll keep praying. I'll keep praying until I know your purpose. I won't move, Lord, without knowing your will. Your will is what I desire. Sometimes we pray because we want the approval of others when we should be seeking the will of the Father. Sometimes we pray because we want to be liked and we want things to go well when we should be saying, Father, what's your will? What's your will today? What's your will today? What's your will today? What is your will today? What is your will today? Will today? Hallelujah. Would you lift up your voice right now? How many want to commit to a better prayer life, a more faithful prayer life? Anybody in this place feeling the call of God to just just solidify your prayer today. Solidify your prayer today. Solidify your walk with God in your prayer life. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.